What's up, guys? It's been one hell of an off-season, and I'm sure you guys all know we've all been checking our phones every five minutes. Woj tweets, then Shams tweets, everyone, like, signing everywhere. Like, right when it hit 3 p.m. Western time here, like, everyone's phones exploded. It was pretty fun for me. I'm sure it's the same for all of you guys, too, but we wanted to do this episode about the off-season, what's been happening so far. So let's get into it. Uh, yeah, uh, let's let's. I mean, there is a lot of moves that's been happening. Obviously, your phone. You were like you're saying our phones are blowing up, but I mean, like every time Twitter, you get a notification from Shams or Woj. I'm hoping it says Clippers signed this, but they still haven't signed anyone. But <laughs> whatever, we'll move on. But one player, the first player that I want to talk about, that we kind of discussed, that we thought that maybe he could be on the move, but he actually resigned for. A really crazy contract, Chris Paul. Um, it was a controversial contract. Yeah, personally for me, I'm not doing that contract because what was it was four years, 120 million, a amazing contract for Chris Paul. This guy's set till he's 40, but for the Suns, like you're tied to that contract because realistically, no one's gonna try and like trade for that contract if you wanna move on from Chris Paul if it's not working out. So. Um, you're hoping that Chris Paul could stay healthy for that four years and play at the same level, but it's hard to believe because as we've seen, his body has been deteriorating as of late. And um, actually, he just got he's get he had wrist surgery this off season. It was reported, so he should be back and healthy before the season starts. But kind of tells you that his body is kind of breaking down. So um, it's kind of interesting to see how the Suns are going to move forward with that contract. The key word here is his age. Yeah. And he signed the multi-year like deal contract for a lot of money. So the Suns are really betting on him to stay healthy and play the same way. So if you're this if you're a Suns fan, uh, I don't know if you should be happy or worried realistically, but you should hope and pray that Chris Paul stays as CP3, the CP3 we know him as. Um, I think that the Suns probably didn't want to give him four years, but I think it's one of those um, circumstances where Chris Paul's like, "Yo, I'll stay, but I want that. F- I want that long-term contract." And the Suns are like, "Okay, um, it's debatable around uh, the like fans and stuff if this like uh, if the Suns could win another championship with this squad, but." The people in that Suns organization believe that this is their best shot right now. So giving Chris Paul what he wants, that extra four years, um, instead of giving him a short-term deal, gives him that chance of winning this year or next year. It gives him that one or two-year window. And if they do end up winning, it becomes worth it because who cares if you have to pay Chris Paul another two years after that because you won a championship. So I think it's that risk that they want to take. And it's... uh, it's a risk that they probably didn't want to go as long, maybe four years, maybe they want to do two years, would be more uh, reasonable for Suns, but props to Chris Paul for getting four years, dude, he's, he's set, and I saw a post, I don't know the exact number, but I think he made like $400 million over his career from contract yeah. money, which is insane, so. Only a few players have done that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty surreal, so. Yeah. It's pretty obvious that we saw the Suns' intentions for this offseason. They just wanted to run it back with all the same people. Mm-hmm. They just re-signed all their free agents. 
and they wanted to give it another shot with Chris Paul and Devin Booker leading. Yeah, pack. don't get me wrong. They have a great squad. And um, with Kawhi injured, probably for the rest of the season, it gives them that like opening because we, we, like, realistically, the Clippers, if they're healthy, they're that number two team in the West. So now it becomes the Suns. And they could easily get back to the Western Conference Finals and have a chance to go back to the Finals again because that squad is, is pretty good. So... Um, We'll see, but I, I I like it. I like that they kept the squad together. Maybe that um, long-term contract is a little bit too much. But, yeah, it's good that they kept the squad together because this is the best they could do, I think. Yep. So, you want to move on to the next Yeah, player? I think that does it for the Suns side. Um, okay, what do we have next? I wanted to bring up Kyle Lowry. So, Kyle Lowry was one of those players that a lot of people had their eyes on. Um uh, a lot of a, a lot of contending teams wanted to bring him in. The Lakers, the Sixers, um, the Heat, which ended up getting him. The Knicks wanted him also. Um, a lot of contending teams that probably were not hearing about all the names, but I'm pretty sure there was a long list of teams that wanted Kyle Lowry. But he ended up going to the Heat for a lot of money. Three years, $90 million. So I think the, the Heat become a lot more competitive, but... Does this get them that championship that they want? That's the real question. Yeah, that is. And I don't know if it does. Um, Kyle Lowry's a really good player, but you know there's a team called the Brooklyn Nets, and they have three superstars. You could say, like, I don't even know what's a word like bigger than superstars. Like, they have literally probably three, arguably they have three top five guys. Like, if in some people's list, they would put Kyrie in the top five, but to be safe, they have three top ten guys. Yeah. in the NBA so I don't know if Kyle Lowry brings them that championship but he, uh, yeah go ahead he's definitely the player they needed because they needed a point guard more than anything they liked playmaking they needed someone to get the ball to their shooters like Tyler Harrell and Duncan Robinson and that was that part was falling on Jimmy Butler which was tiring him out and that's not his usual role He's he usually his type of plays like drive to the basket and score, but he's not the playmaker and that's what he was doing. So bringing Kyle Lowry was very like successful uh, deal for the Heat, but I'm sure you guys all heard. Actually, no, I'll, I won't bring that up right now. Okay, we'll we'll probably save it because there's probably another yeah. person on the list. So. Um, I just wanted to say for the Kyle Lowry move, they also did bring back Oladipo, but Oladipo is going to be rehabbing an injury, and I don't even know when he's going to come back. To be safe, let's say he'll play half the season, but again, Oladipo is not like the player that's going to get you over the hump, but I feel like this, the Miami Heat needed to get another player um, in the superstar quality to get have a chance, let's say, to get to the to the finals, um, or be competitive against uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the my I mean the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. So it's just gonna be tough, but it does make them a lot more competitive because, like you said, they needed that playmaking, and Kyle Lowry brings that. So they also the Miami Heat, since we're on that subject right now, they also signed PJ Tucker, who brings veteran experience and defense to the team. Yeah, it's like. It's not talked about because he's an underrated player mm -hmm. and he's not an all-star. But 
people like him are what like he's a plug he's, player. he's a reason why the bucks won the championship yeah he's a, he's a plug player like yeah. you need one of those guys in your team to you know the veteran presence um um just he can do a little bit of everything he can knock down the three he can play defense at a high level um he has he has iq for the game he brings good locker room presence players like that is what you need to win a championship and and the Heat did a good job making a, a really solid squad. So we have to see because, you know, a- anything is anything is possible. Last year, so many injuries happened. It could open doors for the Heat to get into the finals. So who knows? Um, just have to wait and see. But I, I do like what the Heat did with their roster. They, they fixed the problems that they needed to. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for Kyle Lowry. Yeah. What else? Um, who's next on the list his buddy is next and who he thought someone that they might team up DeRozan that's what I was going to bring up so DeRozan I just want to break something down because this might be a little bit entertaining for like the fans like some insider stuff I mean they might have saw it on Twitter but they might have not you have to kind of dig for it but um, they actually broke down like the DeMar DeRozan like fiasco at the end there was like um, so I don't know if everyone knows, but the Clippers were interested in, they were highly interested in DeRozan, and they were actually driving, they had Clippers representatives driving to DeRozan's home in LA to discuss um, uh, future plans on teaming up together. They were not going to offer him the mid-level exception, they were actually going to try and move pieces around to bring him to the squad, but they wanted to see if he was willing to play for the team, because they were highly interested in him. So... On the way to DeRozan's home, they got a call from DeRozan's agent saying, don't bother coming because we got a deal from the Bulls and it's a lot of money. So they just said, don't bother coming and he went to the Bulls. So yeah, it was a little bit of, um, I mean, as a Clippers fan, it was it was, it was pretty sad to see because I would love to see DeRozan at the Clippers, especially when Kawhi is hurt. He could have filled the void very well because they're very like similar players, so but I do like the move for the Bulls a lot because it makes them competitive. Yeah, with it, it kind of makes them like a, a four or five C type of team, especially with Lonzo, and they also got Alex Caruso, and then they have Vucevic from last uh, season that they traded for. So that's a, that's a pretty solid squad right there. Yeah, the yeah I would say the Bulls are like one of the winners of this off season so yeah. far. I would I would agree with that. Um, they really they really took that um, challenge that they wanted to get competitive, because before the D Rose era, the last time the Bulls were really competitive was MJ. So it's been long, like there's been long gaps of um, uncompetitive basketball from the from the Bulls. So I, w- I was gonna bring up something. I I was seeing this on social media since like everyone considers Caruso the goat. And like, oh, he's they're saying they're like he went to Jordan's team for a reason. Because <laughs> he, he's like, oh, isn't he bald now? He shaved like yeah. all his like whatever all, hair all he all had. This. Dude, Loki. Oh, I saw that. Was it the transition where he went from like yeah. Caruso to MJ? Yeah, I saw that. So imagine they win a championship. That would be insane. So It's like carrying the legacy of Michael Jordan. <laughs> I don't know. But the, I, like, I do like what the Bulls did. Um, I do like that they went out and got a, a star because DeRozan is that guy. And, cause, mm-hmm. and DeRozan is one of those players that, like, 
they have Levine. Levine could go get his own basket. Like, he could get the ball and go and get his own buckets and get, like, 20, 30 points. But you need, like, a lethal player. Someone that, like, like DeRozan that could go to the mid-range and just, like, just hit, like, a deadly clutch shot. Like, he has that in him to do. Like, players like DeRozan, players like Kawhi, players like Durant, players like people that have of uh, have a really deadly mid-range game i personally have a lot of respect for because i feel like that's something that every really competitive team needs someone that could go in and just hit a big shot like that like DeRozan can so i like that they went out and got someone like that to make them really competitive yeah those types of players are hard to find in the in this new era of the nba yeah usually like it's either people that drive in or they just shoot threes mm-hmm. it's it's there's only a handful of people that are like mid-range like assassins yeah um i don't know there's a certain like like there's a certain like swagger to people that have like that mid-range game i don't know if you realize like when you watch a player like Kawhi, like it's unique yeah it's unique they like they go to their own spots and knock down that mid-range like it's just such an efficient like game that they play that i think every championship team probably has like, I think that they've had one player that they could go to, like, that's an elite mid-range scorer. So, I think every team needs one that wants to win a championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of wraps it up for the Bulls and the Rosen um, fiasco. Um, oh, actually, that there was some rumors with the Lakers and Lowry meeting up. Um, and the Rosen. And the Rosen, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. They wanted to team up in LA. I don't know how true that was. But it could have. Ha- it was possible if they were both willing to take pay cuts. That, that's why. That's why there was rumors of them reuniting in LA. Yeah, and this transitions to our next topic with the Lakers, and I think the biggest surprise of the entire free agency. Well, he's not a free agent, but I will put him in there because it was during the time, it was draft, whatever. Like it's in that same time. Yeah. So, um, the Westbrook deal, which I think caught everyone by surprise because. I'm sure you remember. Well, you were actually at camp. You were you were not here, and I was trying to get a hold of you, but it was crazy because um, I was actually talking to Heiko. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, who Heiko is he's the he's another guy part of the podcast. He does like the editing. Heiko's the goat. Yeah, Heiko's the goat. So I was talk. I was trying to text in the chat, like no one's responding. I'm like, dude, Buddy Heald. Well, first I want to start off from the beginning. So Woj tweeted out saying Buddy Heald is like this trade with the Lakers is basically like almost happening. Like they have the green light now that they, um, I don't know what move that they did, but Woj said something that like the Buddy Heald move is about to happen. And like Shams and like all these players are reacting to it. Like all these reporters, like, oh, Buddy Heald trade is going to happen. And then literally five minutes later, Shams tweets saying, Westbrook trade with the Lakers is imminent or something. And, and then he sends another tweet like two minutes later with the full package. And then, like, another five minutes later saying that, oh, yeah, it's done, the deal. And I was trying to get a hold of Heiko, and I was trying to get a hold of you. No one was texting back. I called this guy, like, five times. Sorry to cut you off, but, <laughs> like, the only times in my life where I get spam called from Levon is when the Lakers get somebody. So I was at a camp, and, like, an hour after his spam calls, I checked my phone. I saw that he spammed me. I already knew something had happened. I, so I called him. I'm like, what? Like, did Buddy Heald come to the Lakers? He's like, no, did you not see? And then I checked the text. I see Westbrook. Like, I didn't know how to react. I was happy and kind of like 
disappointed at the same time because that's not what we needed. But I'm all, I'm happy now because of what's happened after that. Yeah, we gotta we gotta dive in with the Lakers because yeah. I'm gonna give a round of applause to Rob Polinka. He's the goat Dude, for making I, all of this happen. Bro, you know how frustrating it is as a Clippers fan just watching the Lakers just stack up their team and we just sit there and no disrespect to Batum, but that's all we've done. Resign Batum and Ibaka takes his player option. Like what? we've I've literally sat there and seen player after player that were like like rumored to link with and they sign with another team. If the Clippers don't have something up their sleeve, because this is their fashion, they move in silence. If they don't have anything up their sleeve, I'm going to reconsider. No, I'm not going to reconsider being a fan, but I'm going <laughs> to reconsider a lot of... Dude, it's going to be hard watching them, dude. We can't just, like, we need a move. Whatever, but it's not the Clippers. Let's talk about the Lakers. The biggest move that I like, the biggest two moves is the Kendrick Nunn and the Malik Monk move because they took massive pay cuts because they are not worth what they got for the Lakers. Kendrick Nunn took $5 million and Malik Monk took a minimum. And... Those two players could easily get 15 million plus. Yeah. And they took pay cuts to basically win a championship. And they're really good players. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Lakers do next year. Look, think about it. The Lakers, after trading for Westbrook, like once they acquired Westbrook and they sent out Kuzma, Harrell, um, KCP, and the pick, they only had the three stars and Marcus Saul on their contract. So that leaves four players. Usually, when you only have that many players on your roster, you just fill the rest of the roster out with like random people because you don't even have time to sign that many players. But props to Rob Palenka for acquiring some like pretty good players for the price that we got them for. Kendrick, like you said, Kendrick Nunn, Malik Monk, those guys were like straight up steals for the amount we paid them. Yeah, but I think um, I think it's different because when there is teams that are at that point that you said that they're at the they're at the cap they're at the they're at the peak of the cap where they could only bring minimums. Um, it really helps whenever you have three superstars in the team. And the so it attracts team. it attracts players because they have a chance to win a championship. On another like on another team that had the same issue trying to bring minimums, they would end up doing what you said, bringing random people for the minimum, but. People take, we've seen that nowadays, people take sacrifices, take cuts to try and win a championship. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see because they also picked up Melo, who's, who played really good in the Blazers in his role. If he could stick with that role with the Lakers, I think it would be big for them. You guys also brought back Dwight Howard, which I think is a big move because you guys needed a defensive center. Because yeah. the Gasol is more of a playmaking, shooting, he's not, he's not like a physical center, he's a... He's a, he has a really good mind, though. He has a good IQ for the game, but you, you need a Dwight Howard-type center. And then you guys also brought Kent Bazemore, who's a good shooter. Um, Trevor Rizzo. Trevor Rizzo is a good defender. And, and Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington is another good shooter. So you um, see, like, the, 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 the route that they were going to bring shooters, and especially veterans, because um, they're trying to win now. They're not trying to build something, so... Um, I think the Lakers succeeded with their plan. I think they had an amazing free agency. Um, they still have three more slots, I think, but it should be probably... Right, right now, we have 12 people on the roster. Is that including your rookies, or is that like... Um, we didn't draft any rookies. Oh, damn. So, 
We don't have any like picks until like 2027. At least good picks. So I mean, I don't know who they'll pick up like another like three minimums, probably good veterans again, yeah. whoever's left. I could I honestly uh Lamarcus Aldridge oh Igadala. We literally just saw that yeah. Shams video like 10, 15 minutes ago. But Shams uh tweeted a video saying that Igadala has narrowed his three teams down to the Nets, Warriors, and Lakers. So the Lakers LeBron's gonna recruit. He's gonna try to get Igadala. That would be another big player for them to get, another veteran. And then player like Paul Millsap, who's still available. If he's they, a free agent? Yeah, he's still available. Oh, I didn't know that. So if he takes a pick, he, he very well can. He's like 33, 34. He's, like, he's at the peak of his career. So if he wants to take a minimum and try to win a championship, there he goes. So... Yeah, we just need forwards, like one or two. But forwards. that's very overpowered, dude. If you guys get Iguodala and Millsap and another like random player, that's that that I think makes you guys very like very high favorites to win the championship. Yeah, and then there's also the Schroeder situation because no one's signing Schroeder, and the Lakers don't want to sign him either for a big contract. But right now, the option of sign and trade is open. The signing and trading him is open. Uh, but like we don't know who would we who would we get. I think him? it's the it is it is available. Like, but I was explaining to Harag, it's just the luxury the luxury tax that they would have to end up paying to uh, yeah. to. Sorry for that noise, guys. <laughs> it's Harag's cat trying to meow and trying to get in. But um, I was saying like the luxury tax. You don't know if they want to pay, it. and who knows? Uh, like you were saying, the Pelicans might uh. They need a point guard, and Dennis Schroeder probably might be yeah. on their list. So, um, I don't even think the Lakers care. Like Dennis Schroeder could do whatever he wants. They like they got their team. Yeah, they they easily filled it up perfectly. They just need to build chemistry because this is a brand new team. Like they literally just destroyed their team and brought like another ten players or whatever. So they gotta just fit the chemistry right. And I think. And I think they're very easily favorites of the West. Like if, it's it's if everyone does what they're supposed to do and l- plays up to their expectations, I see I see us coming out of the West. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I, I besides the Warriors, and I have no clue how Clay Thompson is gonna play. He just came off an Achilles and ACL injury, so who knows? Um, it really doesn't leave any teams like in the way of. The Lakers, besides the Suns and the Jazz, but I don't see that being a problem. So, um, yeah, I think the Lakers did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, we actually had an episode planned out. We actually recorded it um, in our in our old segment that you guys probably know about the free agency segment where we the GM segment where we try to build teams, and we had a Lakers one, and we were literally gonna post it that day the Westbrook trade happened. And he went, so, like, our whole video was ruined because, like, um, it was so off. Like, Westbrook, like, completely throws that whole rebuild off. No one expected it. Yeah, no one expected it. So, um, if you guys still want to... I don't even know. We could... The team is already set. We can't really do a GM thing on the Lakers because they already, like, set. No, it's pretty much done. Yeah, it's done. But just know that we had one because in the episode before, we said um, that the last one is the Lakers one. And we did record it. We were going to post it and it didn't happen because of the Westbrook thing. So yeah. um, I think this leads us to our last um, last topic. 
and it is Kawhi Leonard. And I'll, I'll let you take it from and here. There is like okay, so it's Kawhi Leonard, so we don't know what this guy wants to do. And Toby, I'm I'm gonna like I'm gonna make this prediction. He is 1,000% going to resign with the Clippers. There is literally no money left in the NBA around other teams that even if he wanted to leave, he would leave. He is for sure going to take a contract, which I think is going to be the one plus one. So he could decline the player option the next summer so he could do the Supermax extension and become the highest paid NBA player ever. Biggest contract, which is the five-year 250-something, whatever it is. But... Yeah, so I think he's going to take the one plus one. If he doesn't want it, the, the money, he could become a free agent or whatever. He could move on. But there is literally no money left in the NBA, so he is going to resign. It's just a matter of when. And I was reading a prediction what kind of made sense is that Kawhi is a low-key guy and he doesn't want anything to get out. He really They probably agreed on the terms already, but since free agency officially opens tomorrow when they could put pen to paper... It's just going to get announced tomorrow or whatever on Friday. Um, so that that's like my prediction because it made sense. I read something and it made pretty much sense if that is the, um, if that is the actual situation. Um, but it just it's kind of weird that he ha- we haven't even heard that he is going to resign. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, but it kind of I don't know if it makes Clippers fans nervous because it shouldn't because like like I said money wise it's almost impossible like he can't even leave cuz he's not going to get money from any other team so but the also thing is that like he's just going to get his contract and then what like he's going to rehab the entire season so it doesn't even matter yeah, it doesn't so we're just going to basically take that one year just to have him on our roster just in case he rehabs sooner so um yeah I think that's just the Kawhi situation um, if we want to go more in depth with the Clippers, um, I think Reggie Jackson resigns because at this point, like I said, there is no money left in the NBA. Whereas a little bit like the Pelicans, but I don't know if Reggie Jackson is gonna go to the Pelicans. And also, um, they had media day for the summer league today, and one of the rookies for the Clippers said he's been working out with Reggie Jackson at the Clippers facility every day or whatever it is. He sees him every day, so. That's good I know you put like two and two together. It kind of makes sense that he's like resigned already. Like they're probably working on the details of the contract. I hope because he's a really good player. So, um, I think the Clippers are just like always working in silence. The one good thing they did was resign Batum on a minimum. Yeah, that that allows us to use the mid level exception. But again, it's annoying me that like we're seeing all these players that we could sign on the mid-level exception and we're not doing it. It kind of feels like there's a sign and trade going on or a trade. Either nothing's going to happen or something. Because like, that $5 million allows us to have some wiggle room in a trade. So it allows us to bring someone in to do a trade or take on the cap for like, I don't know. I don't know the logistics of it, but it just makes is leaning towards there's some sort of trade going on and i'm maybe gonna throw a name out john wall maybe because i don't know man we we also probably gonna bring back boogie on a minimum because someone would have already picked him up by now i would i would think so maybe boogie and john wall reunite who knows but 
I honestly don't want John Wall. I'd rather just run it back with whoever we had, but it kind of feels like there's a trade going on that they're trying to work out before they sign anyone. That could be possible. Maybe. And I hope Reggie's not involved with that. No, no. But yeah, I hope he stays, but... The Clippers will trade their players that have bigger contracts than they deserve. Maybe Rondo and Beverly might be... Maybe Kennard, too. I don't know if they'll trade Kennard. Because yeah. Kennard is young, and he showed promise in the playoffs, and like his contract is like 11, 12 mil. I think you trade him next year if he's still not up to your standard, but give him time. If you want to clear cap, you'll trade him. But I, I, th- um, I think they do Beverly. Sorry if I had a reaction. I have the Steelers game here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's another thing to be excited about. F- football is almost back. Whoever watches football, uh, NFL season almost it's almost here. So, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up for us with the free agency recap. Hopefully, we'll have an episode next week with. We should have everything kind of confirmed next week because pen paper like people sign their contracts tomorrow. Friday is the official date opens, so. Um, hopefully next week we'll have an episode with everything confirmed maybe the Clippers actually make a move and then we'll have another exciting episode and yeah I think that wraps it up for us before we end it I know this has nothing to do with it but like me and Levon and Tycho our editor uh, we play fantasy football and like if you guys want us to do one episode on fantasy football one day maybe like we'll show you our league our teams fantasy football or football anything let us know in the comments or anything and we'll be down to do it i mean we're we're doing this podcast for fun and we picked basketball because we both like basketball but we also follow football at like a at the same level of basketball and also soccer so if there's any soccer football fans that want us to kind of um make different types of episodes and like do soccer or football let us know because we'll be more than happy to do it because um like we're both we're both knowledgeable in the football and soccer um areas especially with like the biggest move probably in soccer history um messi leaving barcelona today so something that we could like talk about if you guys are interested so let us know and i think that that wraps it up for us um make sure to check out Apple Podcast and Spotify um, in the link below. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Peace out, guys. Bye.